to the Redeemed Evangelical Mission, Trem, Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. For it is not of him that willeth nor owneth, but of the Lord that showeth mercy. Father, we bless you. Father, we worship you. Holy Spirit of the living God, I bring every man, every woman, every young man, young woman, you teenager, boy, girl, and child, every ear under the sound of my voice to you, I ask you to arrest, encounter, heal, save, deliver, establish, and strengthen all in the name of Jesus. I step aside and I ask you to take your place. Wear me as your hand glove and express yourself freely through me. Thank you for the free flow of grace, free flow of utterance in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We've just been dealing this season, we've been dealing on uh, about the sacrifice of Jesus. Praise God. Easter is a very, very important season in the life of humanity. We talk about during the Easter raised for our justification. In that teaching, we learned that he died for our sins. He died for our sins. Praise God. He didn't die for what he did. He died for our sins. The demonstration of the love that he has for us. For greater love have no man that did that the man should lay down his life for his friend. The father loved us, he gave his son. If the son didn't love us, he would not die. Know that. That you are loved by Jesus. Yes, the father loved us. He gave his son. But if the son didn't love us, he would not die. Think about that. We are the reason why he suffered, bled, and died. That was not the end of the story. We learned that he was raised for our justification. So right now, we are justified before God. We have a right standard with God. And therefore, there's no more condemnation. Praise God. So stop living a condemned life. Because you have been justified. Praise God. Not only that he was raised for our justification. Right now, he ever lived to make intercession for us. If no one is praying for you, know that Jesus is praying for you. Praise God. Right now, the present ministry of Jesus is you, is me. Praise God. The present ministry of Jesus, the assignment of Jesus is you and me. He is interceding. He is praying for us. He is our advocate, advocating for us before the Father. He is our high priest. Praise God. Right at the right hand of God, he is there on your behalf, on my behalf. So you should be confident like the song we sang, I will never be forsaken. I will never be denied. Praise God. I will never be forsaken. I will never be denied because my high priest is there. And the high priestship of Jesus Christ, the high priesthood of Jesus Christ is eternal. It's not temporary. Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing 
can hinder or frustrate him. So if God could answer anybody's prayer, he will answer the prayer of Jesus. Praise God. So you have to be confident. If you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, know that he is praying for you. Know that he is advocating for you. Know that he is pleading your case before God. So whatever, whenever you mess up, whenever you make mistake, whenever anything come against you, he, st he will stand up and say, Dad, I've paid it for it. I suffered for that. Praise God. Are you not glad? Now, remember, the salvation that we have is not originated by us. We did not begin this journey. God began the salvation we have. God planned, he planned it all out. God taught it true. And he put it in place. Praise God. Remember in creation, God created man in his own image. Man is the only being he created just as he is. Somebody say, I am just as he is. You are not even hearing yourself. Somebody say, I am just as he is. You want to see God, go to the mirror and look at yourself. Praise God. If each and every one of us have this consciousness, our work will go with change. The way we see things will change. The way we handle things will change. The way we handle the things of God will change. Praise God. Our Christianity will change. You will not see, oh, you are doing somebody a favor by coming to church. You are helping the pastor by coming to church. You are doing, no. It's for your own benefit. When you understand this, it will transform you eternally. Praise God. Your mind, this morning my dad was talking, said, let this mind, we must have the mind of Christ. Everything about the kingdom of God will be so meaningful to you. Praise God. It will no more be a, a story. It will be a reality. Praise God. As he is, so are we in this present world. Praise God. So he just as he is, so we are. But something happened. That the bridge, the bond, the relationship was broken. God did not give up. Don't give up on that relationship. Don't give up on that marriage. Don't give up on that job. Don't give up on that family. Don't give up on that husband. Don't give up on that wife. Don't give up on that daughter. We live in an age that people give up easily. I can't take this anymore. And that's why many people start something they are unable to finish. We see clientels of people that are full of confusion. Clientel of people that are defeated in every area of life. Somebody said, I'm much more than this. God does not give up easily. If he created you as he is, if you know you are like God, 
you will have a staying power. Somebody say staying power. Pastor, how do you mean? Look at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse number 1. The Bible says in the beginning God. He was not apologetic. In the beginning God. Created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says. And the earth was without form and void. Something happened. I always say that you can't give me what you don't have, right? God does not have evil. God does not have confusion. Wherever there is evil, wherever there is confusion, no, or darkness, you know it's from the devil. You understand what I'm saying? Because every good and perfect gift comes from God. The father of life, in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. Praise God. So whenever there is confusion, whenever there is every evil work, no, is the devil at work. Wherever there is darkness, no, is the devil at work. Are you hearing me? Wherever the, all of a sudden, husband and wife, you have been jolly, jolly, darling and loving. All of a sudden, there is a heated argument. And no, this is a handwriting of the devil. You have to know and understand this. Don't take things, oh, this is normal. No, it's not normal, it's abnormal. You have to understand this. You have to know who you are. You have to know whose you are. You have to know why are you here on this side of eternity. When you know these three things, it would order your thought, it will order your actions. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You must understand it. So God does not give up easily. If you are like God, you must not give up easily. Is somebody listening to me? You have to stay true. God stay true with mine. Didn't give up. How do you think our life would have been if God have given up on us easily? I don't know about you. If God has given up on Fred Oimuse, I will be a mess somewhere. In spite of my mess, in spite of my mistake, in spite of my inadequacy. You see, I still love you, Freddie. You belong to me. You are mine. You look straight to me. You say you are holy. You are righteous. I don't look it. I love you. So don't give up on that marriage. I don't know why the Lord keeps pulling me to this area. Don't give up on that marriage. Don't give up on that relationship. Don't give up on that son, on that daughter. Don't give up on that career. Praise God. Your glory is in it. I always say that the devil is smart enough not to waste his energy and resources on anyone that's not having anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Call it American football or the soccer. 
which is other part of the world called football. Call it basketball. If you don't have it as a player, they will not waste time going after you. But if you have it, if you are the LeBron Jones, Abby, is it is it LeBron Jones or what's his name? Huh? If you are the LeBrons of the world, meaning that they will always come after you, right? What? Listen to me. Because if you understand it, it will change you. What you are going through, the challenges, the difficulties you are going through is because of who you are or what you are carrying. The devil is afraid of your destiny. The devil is afraid of your greatness. Joseph, the father sent him to go and look after his brothers, right? And he was coming, advancing towards them. He didn't have any evil, uh, uh, you know, evil uh, motive. He just came with love to take good news back to the father. If Joseph didn't love them, will he obey the father to go? Just as I said, if Jesus didn't love you, he would not die. But they had a plan, an evil plan against him. They say, here comes the dreamer. Let's kill him and see what will happen to his dream. They were afraid of his greatness. They were afraid of his dream. So that challenges you are going through is because of your greatness, because of your dream. If you understand this, like as I said, you won't surrender. You won't give up. You won't back out. You will stay true until you see what the end is. Until you see you become what God say you are. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord sent me to tell you this morning you are carrying greatness. You are not a riffraff. You are not a nobody. You have to see yourself from the mindset of God concerning you. Because the people that are looking at you now that don't know you who you are. I always say, if Potiphar's wife and Potiphar knew that is a prime minister of Egypt that is in their house, they will be careful of how they treat him. So God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 cleared his throat. Look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. I said, in the midst of the confusion, he said, let there be. Somebody said, let there be. Let there be light. He spoke what he want. He didn't give up easily. So the salvation was planned by God, originated by God, executed by God. Praise God. He sent Jesus. Somebody say, I'm sent as he was sent. I am sent as he was sent. God sent Jesus. He planned the salvation of you and I. And he sent Jesus. Jesus. 
Jesus came. He suffered, bled, and died. He paid the price. John chapter 19, verse 30, he said, It is finished. He paid it all. Hear me, hear me clearly. There is nothing that you are owing to hell if you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. Somebody didn't hear me. There is nothing you are owing to hell. There is nothing that Satan have against you because Jesus has paid it all. Somebody say, pay them full. The sin you know about, the sin you do not know about, have been paid for. Are you hearing me? Paul, educating us the church, wrote to us in Romans chapter 8. He said, there is therefore now. Not when we get to heaven. There is therefore now. And now means the moment in time. Now means this moment, this time that you are living here on earth, there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. Because he has paid it in full. You are not owing. The blood of Jesus has paid for all our sins. Known and unknown. If you understand this, you refuse to be intimidated by the enemy. You refuse to be condemned by man. My dad, Bishop Mark, will always say, because you pass the through the garage, does it make you a car? Huh? <laughs> if that is the case, all of us that live in the United States wear a car. Because we, pass, or we always go through our garage to go out, right? I passed through my garage this morning to come to church. The fast that you mess up does not make you that. The fast that you miss it does not make you that. That's why we have our high priest. He said, we, uh, we said that Jesus, not only that he died, paid the price, resurrected, we, he was raised off our justification. Right now, this moment in time, he is there as our high priest. Standing between us and God. Pleading our case. Amen? My dad always say, I love my dad. He said, head of tail, we win. So you have to know this. You have to understand this. Jesus was sent by the Father and he finished the work. He completed the work. And now he sent us as he was sent by the Father. Many people are in church but they don't understand they are a sent one. They don't know they have a mission. 
Honey, whatever we store, we'll pick it up next Sunday. You are not here by accident. Your mom and dad did not just say, oh, let's get married and we'll push out a boy or a, woman, a, a girl and you landed on this side of eternity. No! You came here because God sent you. You came here because you have a mission to accomplish for heaven. Just as Jesus came to accomplish a mission for the Father, God sent you to this world to accomplish a mission for him. If every believer, if everyone living on this side of eternity know that they are here for a purpose, they will not be handling the things of God the way they do. Thank God for your job. Thank God for your business. Thank God for your marriage, your family. But the assignment, the mission is greater than your marriage, is greater than your career, is greater than your family, is greater than your job. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many of us, we landed here and we forget why we are here. Look at Jesus. He lived on earth as a sent one. He lived on earth with a mission. He was passionate. He was fervent. He was focused on why he came. So many of us, we are in church, but we don't know why we are here. Thank God for having a good house. Thank God for marrying a good husband, a handsome husband like myself. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thank God for having a pretty wife like my babe. Thank God for having a beautiful home, beautiful family. Beautiful children. Thank God for that. But your why here is much more. Someone say, My why here is much more. It's greater. Many of us don't know our why here. Many of us don't know that I am a sent one. God sent me to tell you, you are sent. You are sent. Somebody say, I am sent. I am sent. With a mission. Go with me to John chapter 20. We'll, 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 we'll dig in there. Or dug in there. Praise God. Go with me to John chapter 20 from verse 19. Can I have New King James Version, please? Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace 
be with you. Right now, he has already resurrected. You know what I'm saying? He is not wrapping up things before he will go to resume duty as our high priest. You know what I'm saying? At this moment, he has resurrected. Mary has seen him. You know what I'm saying? The disciples were afraid. They thought that that's the end of them. Unknown to them that the purpose why they are here is about to begin. Prior to this moment, they have been undergoing, understudying Jesus. I told us in this house, and I'll continue to tell us here, that the reason why Jesus came on earth is not just to die for us. How, how many days did it take him to die? Huh? Why did he live 33 and a half years on earth? Somebody say he came to show us how to live the kingdom life here on earth. Because John chapter 17, he said, you are in the world, you are not of the world. You understand what I'm saying? So for us to fulfill our why, for us to function and operate as a sent one, we must know where we come from. You understand what I'm saying? Many people, unfortunately, are living here on earth. They are being consumed and carried away by this earth, the sister, everything, the bling blings, and they forget where they come from. The American ambassador to the Great Britain, United Kingdom, right? When he got to United Kingdom, and he's used to drinking pot of coffee here, and goes to United Kingdom and see the pot of tea, how they wrap it in that there. Honey, what's the name they call it? You know, they wear the pot of tea with one cloth. There is a cloth, they put it in there. With that, a little cup. Here in the US, we are used to big things. <laughs> the mug for the coffee. And I start seeing the, the little cup for their tea. The tea time and the biscuit, digestive, all those things. Whereas here we're used to burger and, and, and pizza. Over there they are used to what? Tea. The shortbread. You know what I'm saying? And the fruit cakes. And now, you forget where he come from. What do they do? President Biden will recall him. Right? I sent somebody else. We sent you to Britain to represent us. To market America. To let Britain know who America is, what America have, what America can do. You know what I'm saying? That's a job, the work of an ambassador. No matter what is happening, when he got to the palace uh, of, the, of the queen, he's lost. Or the king now, because he's a king there now. See all those historic buildings, most of which we don't have here. 
is lost. Many his. He doesn't know who he is. Right? They would call him. Right? You are here by God. For God. Somebody say, I'm here by God. For God. Jesus speaking in, John, in Luke chapter 2. He said, don't you know I must be about my father's business? Someone say, I'm sent. As he was sent. I am the sent one. As long as you live, know that you are the sent one. If you see it and understand it, the sent one, not a sent one. It means that if I fail, heaven I failed. The sent one. Jesus saw himself as a sent one. And he put in everything he had to please the Father and glorify the Father. And he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Do you see that? My meat, my nourishment is to do the will of him that sent me. Your mission is greater than your career. Your mission is greater than your career. Is greater than your family. Is greater than everything you, you, you are consumed of. If we place it, the order of priority, mission, before your career, before your family. Because the passion for the mission will, will flow down to every other. And there will be no struggle, there will be no stress. Remember when he met them, he said, peace be unto you. Peace be with you. Verse 20. Right now, he has resurrected. So he's now preparing them, positioning them to let them know. You see, I came. I, I finish and I conquer. I'm handing over to you. The mission continues. I played my part. Now it's not your part. It's your time. It's your season. The sense of all the apostles, the disciples, the rounded mission, men and women that bless this gospel to all the territories of the world. Some hazarded their lives. Paul saying he fought with the beasts of Ephesus. So that you and I will have what we have today. What are we passing down to the forthcoming generation? Verse 20, please. Verse 20, we're going to 23. When he has said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Are you hearing me? They proved that this is Jesus indeed. The mark on his side. You understand what I'm saying? Verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me. Do you sir? As the Father has sent me, also send, I also send you. 
as the Father has sent me, I also send you. The same way, the same form, the same purpose, the same mission that the Father sent him is the way he was sent. He said, peace be with you. Be peace unto you twice. To wipe away fear. You know they are captivated by fear. They thought that all hope is gone. Don't know that they are about to. Their day is about to break out. Somebody's day is about to break out. Somebody's greatness is about to be broken out. That challenge is not your end. When you are driving down the I-75, I got a sharp corner. Is that the end of the road? The reason why they call it I-75, interstate, because it cut across many states, right? It cut across what? Many states. I remember when my wife and myself would drove to Dallas from Atlanta. We cut across many states, about six or seven states. Hit I-20 West. Wherever you got to any sharp corner, that's not the end of the road. That storm, that challenge, that difficulty is not your end. Don't surrender to your challenges. Don't surrender to your, to your mistake. Don't surrender to your mess. You're a man with a mission. You are the sent one. Somebody say, I am the sent one. You have an assignment to accomplish for heaven. If Jesus does not fail, we will never fail. Somebody miss a place to say amen. You cannot accomplish, you cannot fulfill until you know and understand you have been sent. You know what I'm saying? Until you accept it. Look at this. You know, many times we read the scripture, we don't through it. It's by set what was happening around the disciples. Jesus, the only one they knew, right? Jesus was everything to them. They never believed that he will ever die. Right in their eyes, Jesus was grabbed, no resistance, killed, slaughtered, he died. Not only that Jesus died right in their presence, they saw him nailed, they saw him crucified, they saw him buried. The people that killed him were spilling fire, threat, Release soldiers everywhere. So they were frozen, arrested with fear. They said, no more hope for them. It's all over. That was why. When Peter gathered himself together one day, he said, I'll go fishing. He said, this Jesus business, he don't finish. So that's the end of the road. Let me go back to what I'm used to. Many come to church, they are going back to what they were used to. You have been redeemed. You have been delivered. You have been set free. Arise. 
Awake to righteousness. Awake to reality. Awake to who you are. Awake to your true mission and purpose on earth. Awake! Now look at it. This was what was happening to these disciples. They were flat. Captivated by fear. No hope. Even when Mary came to tell them that he, she saw Jesus, they did not believe. God did not give up on them. God believed in them. Are you hear what I'm saying? God, in their low estate, still trust them, still believe in them. Are you hearing me? Just as he believed in you, just as he trusts you today, he believed in them and he trusts them. Are you going to give up on God? He looked straight to them. I said, peace be to you. The peace, my peace I give unto He repeated to them what he spoke to them before he died. In John chapter 14. My peace I give to you, not as a word give, give I unto you. That peace I give to you, I did not withdraw it. The peace. He demonstrated the peace when they were in the storm. Right? The Bible said there was heavy storm. And he was right there in the same boat with them. The Bible said he was fast asleep on a pillow. So this peace I give to you, my peace I give to you, not as a word. The peace that silent every storm. That peace that silent whatever storm the enemies throw at you. He said, if you receive this peace, you will sail over every stormy weather. He intentionally and purposefully spoke to them. Peace, my peace. Peace be to you. To diffuse and eradicate the fear that is now operating in their lives. Because right now, they were full of fear. They were full of hopelessness. They were full of no hope. Are you hearing me? So he poured his peace on them. That same peace is released to you today. You under the sound of my voice. Peace be still. The peace of God is reaching you wherever you are. Irrespective of the storm you are facing. That peace is reaching you. Receive the peace of God. In the name of Jesus. Now he cleared his throat and said them. As the father has sent me. So I have sent you. So listen to me. The way my dad sent me. Is the way you have been sent. I'm passing over to you. You have a mission. I have finished my part. And you continue. We have much more to be rich. Praise God. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now look at it. You see, many, you see, I always tell us that you are too powerful. Look at this, the next statement. You see, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiving them. 
if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Is it a, a, an ordinary person that forgives sins? You have to see yourself the way God sees you. Somebody say, as he is, so I am. You are just like him. You are just as he is. Praise God. Now he said, we're going to pick it up from here. This mission, this assignment, is not going to be accomplished by the figment of your imagination. It's not going to be accomplished by your expertise, by your natural mind, by your natural ability. So receive the Holy Ghost. The soul that is going to enable you. Many today are playing down on the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's the reason why you're not accomplishing. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Because he's the enabler. The Holy Ghost is what? The enabler. Jesus himself. Remember as the father sent him. So he is sending you. Jesus did not begin his ministry. Until he was full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus could not do what he did on earth. Without the person of the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 3. Remember? He was baptized. And the spirit came upon him like a dove. And remained. If Jesus could not do it without the Holy Ghost, how do you think? Because you have five PhDs. You can speak English language. When I was in college, one of the professors in my school holds a PhD in religious studies. But he didn't know the Bible. I led him to Christ. The church must recognize the person of the Holy Ghost. The church must submit and align to the Holy Ghost. We're going to pick it from here. Somebody say, I am sent. As he was sent. Sent as he was sent. I am the sent one. I'm a man with a mission for the kingdom. Talk to God. Ask the Holy Ghost to help you. Talk to him. 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 You are not the son of my voice. You have not made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. The beginning of you fulfilling your mission and purpose on earth for God, for the kingdom, is you receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He has died for you. He has paid it all for you. I want to pray with you. I want you to say this prayer with all your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me by giving your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. You came to this world. You died for me. You rose again from death for my justification. Right now I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my life. From this day forward, help me to live for you. If you have made this prayer with all your heart, welcome to the greatest family. Glory to God. Yes, if you want to clap, clap. Welcome to the greatest family. You are not a child of God. You are not a member of God's family. 
And I seek you further. I want you to go to your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your, on your phone. Go to your app store and download the Bible. The Bible is free. The Bible is God's roadmap to your destiny. Make good friends with your Bible. Study the Bible. Go to a Bible-believing church where they preach and practice Bibles. Tell the pastor I sent you. And if you are here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I make bold to invite you to Trem God's Embassy Minor. We are 1611-1611, Ross West Street, Minor, Georgia. Our service days are Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to receiving you. Remember, you are the sent one. Somebody say, I am the sent one. I am the sent one. God bless you. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.